Since the Kirtan was going on for quite some time, I thought I'll just go straight to the class discussing about Lord Nishingadev and because tomorrow day after tomorrow is Nishinga Chaturdasi. No, I'm sorry. Tuesday, yeah, three days. And so, is it all right? We should discuss about <laughs> Lord Nishinga Dev. Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Naranchaiva Narottamam Devim Sarasatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirai Nashtaprayeshu Abhadreshu Nittam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhagavati Uttama Shloke 
भक्तिर so <clears throat> we just will discuss from the seventh canto ninth chapter that is describing that Prahlad Maharaj is offering his prayers to Lord Nishingadev after Nishingadev killed Hiranyakashipu. So, <clears throat> actually, Nishingadev was so angry at that time that nobody actually dared to go near him. Even Lakshmi Devi was afraid to approach him. But at that time, Lord Brahma pushed Prahlad Maharaj to approach him. Because Brahma could see that, that Nishingadev's anger is simply due to the atrocities that were inflicted upon Prahlad by his father, Hiranyakashipu. So then Prahlad approached Nishingadev and he offered many beautiful prayers. So I have selected one verse from that, that is the 38th verse of the ninth chapter. 38th verse of the ninth chapter of the seventh canto. <clears throat> I'll just read through the verse and discuss about this. Ittham Nir Sri Juga Rishi Deva Jashavatari Lokan Vibhavayashi Hamsi Jagat Pratipan Dharmam Mahapurusha Pashi Jugana Brittam Channa Kalo Jad Bhavas Sri Juga Ti Satvam Translation by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. In this way, my Lord, you appear in various incarnations as a human being, an animal, a great saint, a demigod, a fish, or a tortoise, thus maintaining the entire creation in different planetary systems and killing demoniac principles. According to the age, O my Lord, you protect the principle of religion. In the age of Kali, however, you do not assert yourself as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, and therefore you are known as Three Yuga, or the Lord who appears in Three Yugas. Please repeat after me. In this way, in this way my Lord, my Lord 
You appear in various incarnations as a human being, an animal, a great saint, a demigod, a fish, or a tortoise, thus maintaining entire creation in different planetary systems and killing the demoniac principles. According to the age, O my Lord, you protect the principles of religion. In the age of Kali, however, you do not assert yourself as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And therefore, you are known as Three Yuga or the Lord who appears in Three Yugas. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. As the Lord appeared just to maintain Lord Brahma from the attack of Madhu and Kaitava, he also appeared to protect the great devotee Prahlad Maharaj. Similarly, Lord Chaitanya appeared in order to protect the fallen souls of Kali Yuga. There are four Yugas or millenniums, Satta, Treta, Dwapar and Kali. In all the Yugas but Kali Yuga, the Lord appears in various incarnations and asserts Himself as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. But although Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who appears in age of Kali is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, He never asserted Himself as such. On the contrary, whenever Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is addressed as being as God, as good as Krishna, he blocked his ears with his hands, denying his identity with Krishna, because he was playing the part of a devotee. Lord Chaitanya knew that in Kali Yuga there would be many bogus incarnations pretending to be God, and therefore he avoided asserting himself as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is accepted as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. However, in many Vedic literatures, especially in Srimad Bhagavatam 11.5.32, it has been described, Krishna Varnam Tishak Krishnam Sangapangastra Parshadam Yagai Sankirtana Prayai Jajantihi Sumedhasaha in Kali Yuga, intelligent men worship the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the form of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he, who is always accompanied by his associates such as Nityananda, Advaita, Gadadhar and Srivash. The entire Krishna Consciousness movement is based on the principle of the Sankirtan movement inaugurated by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Therefore, one who tries to understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead through the medium of the Sankirtan movement knows everything perfectly. He is Sumedhasaha, a person who is who a person with substantial intelligence. 
Hare Krishna. So I'll briefly discuss about the purport of the verse first and then we'll go to Lord Nishingadev's pastime. So this verse is actually this verse actually takes us to one beautiful pastimes that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had with Sarvabhama Bhattacharya. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in Jagannath Puri. He arrived, rather, he arrived in Jagannath Puri alone. He had a little uh, tiff, little, little uh, conflict with Nityananda Prabhu. While Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, after taking sannas, was going to Jagannath Puri. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu actually wanted to go to Vrindavan right after taking sannas. And for three days and three nights he was just running towards Vrindavan. Along with him there were three devotees who accompanied him. They were Nitananda Prabhu, Chandrasekhar Acharya, and Mukunda Datta. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Sannas, Guru Kesha Bharati also was following. So all four were following him. And they were constantly, Mahaprabhu was running constantly and they were just following him. And, but Nitananda Prabhu tricked Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and brought him to Shanti. Hare Krishna. One devotee just came from central New Jersey, Rajendra Krishna. New Jersey? Yeah, central New Jersey. He just came to be with you all for one day. He just flew in and I think the best will be we shorten that. We can shorten the thing. Nityananda Prabhu actually thought that this sudden departure of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from Navadeep would make everyone so broken hearted because everyone loved him so much in Navadeep. And all of a sudden he just left home and took sannas. And those days, taking sannas means no return. Nobody would ever see him. Because he would, those days, the sannas would just travel from one place to another, wouldn't stay at one place, and communication was not so 
advanced those days. So there was no way of knowing where one went after taking sannyas. Therefore, Nityananda Prabhu decided to bring Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Shantipur, which is about 30 kilometers from Navadip, so that the residents of Navadip could once again get to see him. So he tricked him, like, instead of taking the to, instead of letting him go towards Vrindavan, he actually traveled all the way up to north part, north Bengal, and then uh, instead of going uh, west, he made him go south. <laughs> so he went all the way to north Bengal and then came back. And he told some, he taught some cowherd boys there that when he came and asked what's the name of this place, they should tell him that this is Vrindavan. <laughs> so seeing these cowherd boys tending the cows, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became aware of, reminded of Vrindavan. And he asked those boys, Are you, is this Vrindavan? Did I arrive in Vrindavan? And those boys said, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was close to the bank of Ganges. So he asked Nityananda, Nityananda, we arrived in Vrindavan. And this is Jamuna. Nityananda said, yes, yes, this is Jamuna. So Mahaprabhu jumped into Ganga thinking it to be Jamuna. And then he saw Adhita Charya coming in a boat. He asked, Adhita Charya, how come you are here? You also arrived here. And he said, yes, Nityananda sent us the message that I should come and receive you here with some dry clothes for you. <laughs> so then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu realized that he had, he had been tricked. So he got very upset with Nityananda Prabhu, saying, you lied to me, this is Vrindavan, this is Jamuna. Nityananda Prabhu said, no, I didn't lie, I never lie. <laughs> <laughs> this is Vrindavan, because wherever you are, that is Vrindavan. And since Ganga and Jamuna merged in Prayag, Jamuna is flowing on the left-hand side of the river and Ganga is flowing on the right-hand side of the river. So since this is the left-hand side of the river, this is Jamuna. <laughs> so this is how uh, he was tricked. Uh, Nitanaka tricked him. So while going to Jagannath Puri, actually, okay, let me briefly also discuss that. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu uh, then was taken to Advaita Acharya's house in Shantipur, on the other side of the river. And when he was in Shantipur, Nitanya Prabhu sent a message to all the residents in Navati. So they all came. Hundreds and thousands of people, hundreds and thousands of people came to see Chaitanya. 
Adhitacharya Prabhu's wall broke because so many people were so eager to see Sri Chaitanya And <clears throat> at that time, Sachi Mata also came. So seeing his old mother, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu felt very bad, very heartbroken. Actually, Mahaprabhu took sannyas, leaving his old mother and young wife, Vishnu Priyadevi, at home. And there was no male member in the family. So, those were days the families were very, very conservative. Ladies, they didn't even go out of homes. So, it must have been so difficult. All they had is just one servant, Ishan. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started to lament, Father, I made a mistake taking sannyas in this way. So Mahaprabhu even proposed, okay, I'll give up my sannyas and stay with you. And such mother said, no, don't do that. Because if you give up your sannyas, that will be such a disgrace. So Sachimata actually insisted he should carry on in his sannyas order. But Sachimata made one request. You please take close by that I can get your message. And that's why Chaitanya Mahapuri decided to go to Jagannath Puri. Because from Jagannath Puri people used to come to take bath in the Ganges. And from Bengal Devotees used to go to Jagannath Puri to take part in Jagannath's chariot festival, Ratanjatra. So <clears throat> that's why Chaitanya Mahaprabhu decided to go to Jagannath Puri. After staying in Shantipur for three days, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left for Jagannath Puri and six devotees followed him, headed by Nityananda Prabhu. And while Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came, when he came close to Jagannath Puri, about 18-20 kilometers from Jagannath Puri, he went to take, he was taking bath in the river. And at that time, he gave his sannas danda, the sannas is a danda, so he gave the sannas danda to Mukunda to hold it. So while Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is taking his bath, Nityananda Prabhu took the danda. And he had a very nice conversation with the danda. <laughs> so Sannas danda is actually a symbol of accepting voluntary punishment for committing the offense of becoming averse to the Supreme Lord. By Becoming averse to the Supreme Lord, one actually becomes entangled in the material nature. Therefore, sannas actually indicates the total rejection of material nature. And so, <clears throat> so he, this is the symbolic reason of the danda. Danda, the word danda in Sanskrit has two meanings. Danda means a stick. And danda also means punishment. 
So, sannasi voluntarily accepts the punishment. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Sannas Danda, So, Mr. Danda, who do you think you are? <laughs> the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the maintainer of the entire universe, he is going to carry you. Mm-hmm. I can't tolerate that. Taking, accepting you, he is indicating that he is accepting punishment. I can't tolerate that. Saying that, Nityananda Prabhu broke <laughs> and threw it in the river. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came back and asked Mukunda, Mukunda, where is my Gandhar? <laughs> so Mukunda told him what happened. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became very, very upset. He said, do you think my sannas is a joke? <laughs> I wanted to go to Vrindavan and Nityananda, you misled me and brought me to Shantipur. And now my only possession, I had only one possession, <laughs> this danda, and that also you have broken away, broken and throw it away. So, so this is how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became very upset and he said that I don't want to go with you all just saying that Mahaprabhu just ran alone to towards Jagannath temple and when he came to Jagannath temple he fainted seeing Lord Jagannath and at that time a great scholar the greatest exponent of Vedanta philosophy, Sarvam Bhattacharya, was there. He, seeing him, this young, handsome Sanyasi, fainting, which is actually obviously displaying an ecstatic symptom, he got him to be carried to his house. He was the the, the Sabha Pandit. He was the Pandit or the scholar that adorned the court of the king, King Prataprudra. Very exalted personality. And he was taken to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. I mean, he took Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to his house. And in the meantime, when Nityananda Prabhu and others arrived there, they saw, they found out that that one young Sannyasi fainted and Sarvamattacharya took him to his house. So he went to, they went to Sarvamattacharya's house. In the meantime, they met also Gopinath Acharya. Gopinath Acharya was also from Navadip. Sarvamattacharya also was from Navadip. But Sarvam Bhattacharya left Navadipa before Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance. But Gopinath Acharya, who was Sarvam Bhattacharya's brother-in-law, he knew Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He knew that he was the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And he was a close friend of Mohamed So they all were, both of them were very happy to meet each other and then they, they the Chaitanya Mahaprabhu just came. 
and he was in Sarvamattacharya's house. So they came to Sarvamattacharya's house. Mahaprabhu was still unconscious. But when they started to chant the holy name, he regained his consciousness. And Sarvamattacharya became very affectionate towards Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But when Gopinathacharya told that this young sannyasi is actually the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Sarvam Bhattacharya connected that. Sarvam Bhattacharya was a follower of impersonalism. He was an exponent of Vedanta philosophy based on impersonalism presented by Shankaracharya. So, he accepted, I mean, he could not accept him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And then he gave a reason that the Supreme Personality of Godhead doesn't appear in the age of Kali. <laughs> that has been, actually, he took the point from this particular verse, that he is, therefore, he is known as Tree Juga. He appears in Satya Yuga, Treta Yuga, Dwapar Yuga, in these three Yugas, but he doesn't appear in the age of and Gopinath Acharya pointed out that he doesn't appear as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but in the age of Kali he does appear, but he appears as a devotee. And as a devotee he hides his identity as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, <clears throat> so that is what Prabhupada is pointing out also, that yes, Bhagavatam actually explains that he appears. Various other scriptures actually explain that he appears. Scriptures very clearly indicates that the Lord, the Lord appears in four yugas to establish the Yuga Dharma. And the age of in the age of Kali, the Yuga Dharma is Sankirtan. And that Sankirtan Jagya, or the process of spiritual advancement, the Juga Dharma, is established by the Lord as a devotee. He doesn't appear as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, but he appears as his devotee. Therefore, he is known as Trijuga. And in this age, he appears as a devotee and establishes the Yuga Dharma, Jagkai, Sankirtana Prahyay, Jajanti Sumedhara, Krishna Varnam, Isha Krishna, Sangapangasta Parshada. He appears chanting the holy name of the Lord. These two syllables, Krishna, Varnam and Tisha of Krishna assuming a complexion which is not blackish. Krishna of Krishna, not Krishna, not blackish. Now that also leads us to one point that not blackish actually indicates three colors. 
white, red and yellow. When Gargamuni was giving Krishna his name, during his name giving ceremony, Gargamuni made that point that this personality appears in three other ages in three different complexions. Sheta, Rakta, Tatha, Pita. White, red and yellow. Idanim Krishna Tangata. Now he has appeared in blackish complexion. So <clears throat> that indicates now three colors, red, white and yellow. He already appeared in his white complexion in Satya Yuga. Reddish complexion in Treta Yuga. So which what is left? Yellow. So that is the complexion. Yellow means actually it's a molten golden complexion. Molten gold. The molten gold, the color of molten gold also has been defined as Kumkumakta Kanchanabja Garbhari Gaurava Pita Nanchitabja Vanta Kirti Nindishaurava Kumkum is red and Kanchan is gold. So when these two colors combine that creates a color it's a very beautiful color, but that com color is defeated or made into humiliation. <laughs> the, the pride of that color has been destroyed by the confliction of Srimati Radharani. So, assuming that complexion, uh, Krishna has appeared in the age of Kali, and that is Sri Krishna Chaitanya. And uh, how did he appear? Sangha Pangastra Parshadam. Sa Anga Upa Anga. His direct expansions and his secondary expansions, devotees. Direct expansion, Nitananda, Advaita, Gadadhar. And other devotees, Upa Anga. Sangha, Upa Anga, Astra, weapon. The Lord appears with, Lord always appears with his weapons. But in this age he came with a very special type of weapon. What is that weapon? That weapon is love. The, the Lord uses the weapon to kill the demons. But in this age, the Lord kills the demon with a very special weapon by his own love. With his love, he defeats them. With his love, he conquers them. And the process of this love is Naam and Prem. Love means Prem. And now means the holy name. The holy name actually is transformed in the form of 
Astra, Sangha, Upanga, Astra and Parshat associates. And then coming here, he establishes a very special sacrifice, Jagya. And that is Sankirtan Jagya. There are various other Jagyas, Agnihotra Jagya, Agnishtoma Jagya, Ashamedha Jagya, there are various. Rajasuya Jagya. But all these Jagyas are performed by lighting the fire. But this Jagya is performed by simply chanting the Holy And <clears throat> so this is the special object, the special appearance and uh, uh, objective of this age of Kali, the Supreme Personality of Godhead appears. Therefore he is three Julia. Sarvamata still continued to fight with him <laughs> because in India generally brothers in law have a very sweet relationship. <laughs> they have, they often get into various kinds of arguments and fights. Fights not, not physical fights, but mocking, choking fights. <clears throat> and eventually Sarvam Bhattacharya who didn't want to accept Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as the Supreme Personality of Godhead accepted him and he offered a beautiful prayer, a hundred prayers he wrote, not wrote, just he offered as his prayers to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when he saw him in his six-arm form. When he recognized him to be the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the first one is Krishna has appeared in this age in order to teach the science of renunciation. Vaidaka Vidya Nijabhakti Yogam Shikhartameka Purusha Purana Shri Krishna Chaitanya Shri Radhari Kripambuti Jastamaprabhati Vairagya Vidya, Vairagya means renunciation. Vidya, knowledge, science. Which is Nija Bhakti Jokam, which is his own devotional service. Devotional service has two aspects. Like Bhakti Ma Devi has two sons. Bhakti Devi's two sons are knowledge and renunciation. Jnana, and so wherever there is devotion, wherever there is mother, the two sons are always there. <laughs> right? So whoever takes to devotional service, these two things automatically come to him. One is knowledge and the other is renunciation. <clears throat> so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appearing, assuming the 
role of a sannyasi is displaying his renunciation. So, as if the Supreme Personality of Godhead has appeared to teach us how to become renounced, renounced. Vaidya Govinda, which is Nijabhakti Yoga, which is his own devotion, which is devotion to himself. Shikhartamika, in order to teach that. Purusha Purana, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Sharirodhari has assumed the identity of Shri Krishna Chaitanya So, Sadhom Bhattacharya, the greatest scholar of that time on Vedanta philosophy, who did not want to accept Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu at first, as the Supreme Personality of Godhead is now accepting him as the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, in this way we see that people that didn't like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's identity as the Supreme Personality of Godhead is not based on some sentimental, foolish, sentimentalist proposition. The greatest scholar who would not accept him as a sannyasi at first, they have accepted him at eventually. There is one example is Sarvam Bhattacharya. Another example is King Pratapurudra, who didn't believe that he was the Supreme Personality of Godhead at first. Then Prakashananda Saraswati, the head of the Sannasis. He had 64,000 followers. So this is how, and they're all Sannasis, and they're all Mayavadis. Just in one encounter with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they all became <laughs> devotees. So this is how we can see that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Not only based on the, the statement of some personalities, but also founded on the basis of the scripture. So it's very important huh, that Prahlad Maharaj is actually saying that this is how Brahma has accepted Nishingadev. He's pointing out that Brahma has identified you as the Supreme Personality of That actually takes us to another very beautiful description also from Brahma Samhita, Brahma's statement. Brahma is telling Narad Muni about the protection of Nishinga Deva, Nishinga Kavacham. Kavacha means protection. So, also we have to consider here that why, although we are worshippers of Radha Krishna. We don't really go into any other uh, incarnations of the Lord. Although in Dashavata Stotram, uh, 
ten different incarnations of the Lord has been mentioned. But we just stick to Namaste Narasinghaya. <laughs> like why is that? We don't say uh, that Keshava Trita Meena Sarira, Keshava Trita Kurva Sarira. All the beautiful prayers, Keshava Trita Bhamana Rupa. But we stick to Keshava Trita Narahari Rupa. Three, four times a day after Prakirtan, after Arati Kirtan, Namaste Narasinghaya. Why is that? <clears throat> Why do we have such special attraction to Nishingadev? Because Nishingadev gives protection to devotion. We want to develop devotion to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And Nishingadev protects the devotee and protects the devotee's devotion. Here we are getting a very, very wonderful anecdote of how the Lord protects his devotee, Prasad Maharaj. But along with the personal protection like that, there is Lord's particular protection of devotion of a devotee. Therefore it is called Nishingadev is identified as Bhakti Bigna Vinasha. Bigna, the word Bigna means impediments, obstacle. And Vinashan means destroyer. So the so Lord Nishingadev actually destroys the impediments and obstacles in the path of devotion. So when the obstacles are not there, then success is easily achieved. Like that also reminds us about Ganesh. Why does why do people worship Ganesh? Generally it's the custom that before any performance of any auspicious activity, Ganesh is Worshipped. Especially business people in India <laughs> worship Ganesh. Why? Because, let us consider what does Ganesh do? Bignan bihantum alamasya jagatrayasya. Again, we are coming to the word bignan. Bignan bihantum. Bihantum and binasha has the same indication. Be nasha means destroy. Be hantum. Hantum means to kill. <laughs> he destroys or kills or annihilates all the bignans, impediments. Bignan, bihantum of three worlds upper, lower, and middle planetary system. So, now it's also very interesting to note that how does, this is also from Brahma Samhita, how does Ganesh acquire that ability? Holding his 
lotus feet on his tumuli of the head. Jat Pada Pallava Jugam, Pada Pallava, lotus feet. Vinidhaya Kumbhe, Pranama Samaye Sarvanati Raja, Bhignan Vihantum Alamasya Jagatrayasa. How did he acquire this ability by holding the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of God? Now, whose lotus feet Ganesh is holding? Now, by holding his lotus feet, he is acquiring this power to destroy the impediments of the material, material nature. So, Ganesh is doing it in the material nature and in the spiritual context, it is Nishingadev who is doing that. Bhakti Vigna Vinashan. He is destroying the impediments on the path of bhakti. And uh, this is very beautiful. Brahma, actually, Narad Muni asked Brahma, the father, please tell me about uh, what is this Nishinga Kavacha? And then Brahma started to. Addressing Narad Muni that Pushputra Sheshta Tapodhan. Putra Sheshta means best of my sons. Narad Muni is the best of all of Brahma's sons. Why? Another important part. Because he is a devotee. Other sons didn't take to devotion. They took to Karmakanda and Gyanakanda reflection. When Narada is the one who pursues the Bhagavat line. So therefore he is the greatest, the best among all his sons. Putrasheshtuta Pudana. And Kavachangara Singha Shatraila Kavijayavita. So by accepting that, by wearing that, it is a mantra, but the mantra actually gives the protection. And he is saying, Brahma is saying that due to this Kavacha, I have got the power to create. I have been able to Shashtaham Jagatam Vatsa. I have been able to create this Jagat. Brahma is a sub-creator, the principal creator is of course Mahavishnu. But Brahma is a secondary creator. And so he acquired the power. Lakshmi got the power to maintain this world. And Lord Shiva has acquired the power to destroy it. So this is how you can see that it is by the mercy of Lord Nishingadev that everyone got this power. And even the demigods became the controller of three worlds, controller of different directions. So, <clears throat> so this is how we can see like how important Nishikadev is in our life, especially that he is giving us the protection. Sometimes some people ask that question, that you all are 
you all are worshippers of Radha Krishna. And of course, you are followers of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Sometimes we see that you worship Lord Ramchandra at the most. <laughs> but nothing beyond Krishna. Then why are you worshipping Vishnu? And this is the secret. Because we pray to Nishingadev so that he removes the impediments from the patterns of devotion. Like, an impediment comes in various ways, but if we take shelter of Nishingadev, then we'll be very easily able to remove those impediments, remove those obstacles. And that's why Prabhupada introduced this custom. After every arati, now stay in Worshipping Lord Nishimati. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Sarasati Thakur established Nishimati Temple. Jogbeet has Nishimati Temple. Bhakti Vinata established. So, in three days' time, we are going to celebrate Nishinga Chaturdasi. So, let us wholeheartedly pray to Lord Nishinga Dev that He removes all the obstacles, all the impediments from the path of our devotion so that our progress becomes smooth and steady and we can very easily achieve our ultimate destination, the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of God. Jai Shri Shri Nishinga Bhagavan Ki Does anybody have any question or comment? Yes. Just like you mentioned that the Lord is removing all of our spiritual impediments. So, who can directly assist us like Prophet Lakshmi to get the spiritual Lakshmi? We can collect the spiritual bank account. And likewise, who can assist us, like Goddess Saraswati, to get the exact... Okay, if you worship Nishingadev, that will happen. <laughs> Two things will happen. Bhagisha Saraswati is staying in Nishingadev's mouth. And Lakshmi Jasabakshashi. Lakshmi Devi is in the heart of Nishingadev. So worship Nishingadev, Lakshmi Devi will automatically come. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. My two questions actually. Yeah, sure. The first question was um, you talked about the, the incarnations, white white color incarnation in uh, Satya Yoga and red color in Treta Yoga. 
Yeah, Lord Ramchandra is green actually. Lord Ramchandra is not the Jugavatar, he is a Lilavatar. The Jugavatar is in in Treta Yuga is Jogeshwar and his complexion is red and he appears from sacrifice. Hmm. Similarly, who was the white white colored? Hamsavatar. You see, some such exalted personalities like Srila Prabhupada, like Sri Ramanujacharya, like Sri Matvacharya, their position is with the understanding that they came directly from the spiritual world. They are not ordinary living entities. They are not sadhana siddhas. They are not the personalities, those who through their spiritual sadhana acquire their perfection. They are nitya siddhas, they are the associates of the Lord. <coughs> so their form can be worshipped in the in the bigger. Like Hanuman. With Ramchandra, Hanuman is there. Although Hanuman is not the Supreme Personality of God. But because he is a very special devotee of the Hare Krishna. What is the difference between Yogavatars and Leelas? What are the differences between them? Yogavatars appear in the Jugas, four Jugas, to establish the Yuga Dharma. And Leelavatars, the Lord appears to perform his pastimes. Who appears in Yogavatar and Leelavatar? Leelavatar appears in the Rama and Krishna. Ram, Nishingha, Varaha, Kurma. Jugavatar, Hamsa, Jogesh, and in other Jugas, Krishna Chaitanya, and I mean rather Krishna and Krishna Chaitanya. They come to establish the Juga Dharma. Four Jugas have four Juga Dharma. Kriteja Dhyate Vishnu. The Yuga Dharma for Sarta Yuga is meditation. Dhyate Vishnu. Tretayam Jajate Makhu. Treta Yuga's Yuga Dharma is to perform sacrifice. Dwapare Paricharjayam. In Dwapare Yuga, worshipping the Lord in the temple. Kalotadhariki. And in the age of Kali, chanting the Holy Name. Yes. Who is the Yugavatar for Dwapar? Yeah, actually, in Dwapar Yuga, it is also Krishna, but not the Supreme Personality of God. Yeah. Krishna, the son of Nanda Maharaj. He appeared at the beginning of the Dwapar Yuga. But he, he appeared towards the end. Hmm. 
in this incarnation, Krishna. Yugaltar comes at the beginning of the He can come at any time and the process is like Krishna's appearance is little little special. He came at the end of Kali Yuga, end of Dwapar Yuga, because there was a need for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to come and point out who this Krishna is. Otherwise people couldn't understand him. So that's why he came at the end of Kali and the other day I was also mentioning in the class that in this millennium, in this cycle, that Treta and Dwapar switches because of Krishna's, soon after Krishna's appearance, Krishna had to come as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to reveal his Vrindavan. Yes. Okay. Uh, when we cultivate, like you know, how um, in usually I'm sorry, please try to understand. When we cultivate um, devotees into Iskan movement, <coughs> how we should uh, like what is the rule, like you know, teaching them the four regulative principles, you know, chant the holy name and leave their destiny to you know leave it to Krishna. I mean, Prabhupada's lotus feet and Krishna's lotus feet give a lot of love for initially, you know, beginning stage. Or, I don't know how to put it together, like, you know. You missed one point, giving prasad. <laughs> See, preaching, you know, for when it comes to preaching, there is no hard and fast process or rule. The preacher has to figure out how to preach. Not that, you know, he just applies the same principle to everybody, right? Preacher has to find out you know, what will be effective. So you mentioned all these processes, like to practice, to be situated in the devotional platform. One has to follow the principles. One has to chant the holy name. One has to honor Krishna Prashad. Now, which one comes first? The preacher has to decide. But in most cases, I can tell you the very effective way is by giving Krishna Prashad. And in that respect, Prabhupada said, the best way to enter into somebody's heart is through his mouth. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Mother, you mentioned Krishna and Lord Chaitanya come only in the 7th Manundra 28th chapter. So, the first six Manundras, they do not know so the they, they get to know the Jugavatars. The Jugavatars come. Mm -hmm. The Leelavatars come. Hmm? Manvantaravatars come. But, Krishna, the Supreme Personality of God, who is the son of Nanda Maharaj, he comes only once in the day of Brahma. They know them, they know them, but they don't get to know Krishna, no. They wouldn't be going to Guru? No, other ages, it's difficult. Only some rare individuals may get that benefit. But en masse, you know, entrance, you know, mass exodus to 
Golubrinda, but doesn't take place. This is an age, you know, everybody is, you know, having an access to Golubrinda by participating in Mahaprabhu's pastime. In other Kaliyugas? Other Kaliyugas, they can go up to Vaikuntha, not not Navati. This is a very special prerogative. Yeah. Thank you so much for such a wonderful and lively class. Thank you. Maharaj, you mentioned before... Will you take the mic? So, you mentioned about Danda. The sentences take Danda as a volunteer. Correction for themselves. So, in our Vaishnava Sampradaya, sannyasis carries three danda. Three dandas are three things to go with. Can you elaborate on the Yeah, very good. Good that you asked that question. Actually, I also thought of you know, but then I thought, you know, that going too much on the sidetracking. <coughs> so the question is, did everybody hear the question? No, Maharaj. No. The question is that sannyasis were have carried under and the point actually is the Mayavadis carry Ekadanda and Vaishnava Sannasi, like in Iskon, we carry three Danda. So what is the significance and what is the difference? Okay, so the yes, the Mayavadis, the impersonalists carry Ekadanda. But the Vaishnavas carry three danda. The difference and significance is that as I mentioned that total detachment from material nature in order to elevate to the spiritual world. That is the purpose of general sannas. Ekadanda means, you know, kind of, it's like, see, you are involved in material nature and there is spiritual nature. To go to spiritual nature, what do you have to do? Withdraw from the material nature and enter into the spiritual nature. But actually it's a very difficult process. Okay, so that is why in the age of Kali, that Ekadanda Sundas has been forbidden. In the age of Kali, five things has been forbidden. Uh, that is, those, anyway, Ashramedham, Gavalabdham, Sannasa, Palapaitrikam, Devarena Sutapati, Kalupanchavivarjayat. These five things have been forbidden. That is, Ashramed, horse sacrifice, Gavalabdham, cow sacrifice, Sannas, of follow Pohtrikam offering meat in the Shraddhya of the forefathers. And Devarena Sutrasati, when there is no child of the departed father's husband, then husband's brother can produce children in the world, sisters. So these five have been forbidden in the age of Kali. So question arises, then why do we have sannas in Ishka? Mm -hmm. So, our answer to that, Prabhupada's answer to that is 
Ekadanda sannyas, that sannyas that is, you know, kind of leaving South America and entering into North America, <laughs> traveling all the distance uh, from living from material nature, cutting all the bondage from material nature and entering into spiritual nature is practically impossible for the age of Kali. So, three Dhanda Sannas is the Sannas of the devotee. So, Sannas of devotion, which actually means that three Dhanda, three Dhandas are signifying body, mind, words. So all these three are completely dedicated to serving Krishna. So that is the Vaishnava. We are not trying to detach ourselves from material nature. Our business is whatever we have. We have this body, we have this mind, and we have this ability to speak. So let all these be engaged in serving. So, uh, this is the uh, significance of three dhandas. It's a very easy way. Right? We don't have to uh, cross, go across, swim across the causal ocean, <laughs> enter into Brahma Jyoti, and then travel through Brahma Jyoti, come to Vaikuntha, and so forth. No such you know, troublesome and tedious uh, activities. Just surrender to Krishna. Uh, Krishna, from now on, this body is engaged in your service. Which means this body is not engaged in material activity. Mind, with my mind, let me always think of you and how to serve you. And with my words, let me just always glorify you. So that is the purpose of Sridhanda-sanas, Vaishnava-sanas. You're thinking of taking it? <laughs> anyway, you won't tell her. Right, sorry. In that respect, now, let me also mention one thing. First of all, I was just joking. <clears throat> Bhakti Vinod Thakur actually said that in the age of Kali, being situated in Grihastha Ashram, those who are serving the Supreme Personality of Godhead, they are even worshipable by the Sannyasis. <laughs> so, so, Ashram doesn't matter. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that, I am not a Brahmana, I am not a Kshatriya, I am not a Vaishya, I am not a Sutra. I am not a Sannyasi, I am not a Vanaprasthi, I am not a Grihastha. My identity is I am the servant of the servant of the lover of the gopis, the lord of the gopis. Very simple engagement. <laughs> Wherever we are, sthanistitva shudhidatam, tanabhangmanadi. Wherever we are, just being situated in that situation, following the Shrutis, injunction with the Vedas. Tanubhang Manabhi, with body, speech, and 
mind. When one becomes engaged in serving Krishna, then Krishna, who is all jita, who cannot be conquered by anyone, he becomes conquered. Mm. That is the wonderful aspect of devotional service. Mm. Yes? Um, I just wanted to know, what is the scriptural reference uh, for when we say Krishna comes at the end of uh, the cycle of seventh month, right? And then, uh, since Krishna comes to Lord Chaitanya, what is the scriptural reference? Yeah, yeah, there is a scriptural reference to that. I don't remember the particular verse, but there is. Mm-hmm. There is, in, uh, and especially, Especially the Goswamis have indicated that. Okay, like what is the thing? Like, uh, yeah, which is actually clearly saying that once in a day of Brahma, what, in way, when exactly in a day of Brahma? Vaivashyatamanvata. Yeah, Chaitanya Charitamrita also is saying. Ashtabhingsha Chatur Juge, like prior to, prior to that it has been described that out of 14 manna, Manu's reign, Manvantas, the seventh Manu is Vaivashita Manu. And in Vaivashita Manvantar, when uh, uh, 27 Manvantar, no, 27 Chatur Yugas elapse, then Dapurero Sheshi. Ashtabhingsha Chatur Yuga Dapare Shesha. And the 28th Chatur Yuga, at the end of Dwapar Yuga, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who is the source of all incarnations, Ete Chamsha Kalapamsha, Krishna Stubhavamsaya, that personality appears. Thank you. Yes. Maharaj, <coughs> could you provide some update on the uh, progress of the temples in Mayapur? When are we targeting to Yeah, good, very good. Uh, the progress is going on, like construction is going on, like the target is, or the uh, aim is to complete it on 22nd, 2000. Twenty-second, two thousand twenty-second, and you see, the most important thing for this is funding. <laughs> I mean, if we had the funding, probably we could have gone faster. But funding is one thing, and the funding is going on very nicely. Like, for example, I, just this morning I got a message that in the, the team, fundraising team went to Malaysia. They were there for 16 days, like going to different places of Malaysia. Malaysia is actually a small country. They stayed there for 16 days and the collection was more than $2 million. So it's going on. <laughs> it's going on. Like 
see, initially the budget was 65 million, but now the budget has rose to 100 million. We already spent about close to 50 million, so another 50 to get. You know, Krishna puts his devotees in difficulties. If things become easy, then devotees will take it easy. <laughs> so Krishna wants them to be completely obsessed with that. Thank you. Hare Krishna, all glories to Shri Prabhupada. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. sure. Yeah, I was thinking of that. I assured that also. Namaste Narasimha Thank <laughs> you. 
नमो विष्णुपदाय कृष्ण पृष्ठा भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदात स्वामी नामिने नमस्ते सरस्वतीदेवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषुन्नवादी